and welcome to the Jagscast. We are back for another week of reflection of all things Far Hill. Uh, in Monroe's, as we've got some dodgy music going on in the background. Who? This, this dance like an Egyptian stuff. Have you know who? Have you know who wrote this? Definitely the Well, as you can tell from that, I'm joined by Alan Fraser, who swears it's the Bangles. I didn't swear. I just said it was. Oh, I. Oh, there's a lot of swearing over the last week, though. How so? Have you been stressed? Uh, by, by busy, yes, indeed. Have you not? Well, we'll come on to that. Okay. And also joined by Donald. Hello, Donald. Hiya. Oh, yeah. Have you been swearing a lot this week? No more than any other week. No. I just swear a lot, so... Well, all I've been out. We were also supposed to be joined by Smurf, but he's currently being watershed down in his house for a college project. Just watch the movie, sorted. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be that different. Apparently that's the fun. Well, how are they going to know? Well, uh, I don't know. But just maybe sing the bright. song, just but sing Bright Eyes, you know. Don't bother with the book on the We are also supposed to be joined by Andy Young. I don't think he's going to come. No. I mean, what, we're an hour and ten minutes after the scheduled recording time. <laughs> And he's tweeting about Manchester United. Yeah. I don't think he's losing interest. I'm talking about Manchester United. Barry's watching Sunderland take on Manchester United tonight, so that's why he's not here. So. Goes to Sunderland fan as well, yeah. So it's quality over quantity. So the three of us, we can go through the week in a nice chronological order and look forward to a, a game on Saturday. Um, I was going to start a points round, but I have a points round. I thought maybe better to. Glaze over it this week and move straight on because we've got a lot to talk about. We've got something for near enough every day. Of course, there's only two of us, so you know, yeah, point three is not really. Well, I'm wrestling for it later on, something yeah. Yeah, okay, arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, David will be pleased there's no more no points that he's missing. I know, no, he's not. I've not been able to gain any further advantage yet. He's going to give himself a thousand points last week. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, that's just sort of normally the standard rate, yeah. to be honest. Okay. I, mean, I thought he'd been a little bit um, shy in the amount of points he's going to give. I know, I, I thought so. But anyway, we'll, we'll go back in our wee time machine. We'll Jazz cast went out last Thursday, nothing happened Thursday, so we'll go on to Friday. Friday Thistles secured their second consecutive Friday signing when we acquired the services of Lee Mayer from St Martin. So, what was your reaction to Lee Mayer signing? Well, initially I thought he played at fullback for St Martin, and it was only after doing a little bit of actually finding out who he was, realised, no, he's actually a centre-back. That's called wikipedia Well, yes. And also I have a couple of Simmerin supporting friends who were like, eh, no, he's a centre-back. So, whatever, I don't know. I didn't really tend to watch a lot of Simmerin. Um But yeah, you know, experienced head. Uh, kind of what we need in the back line. Uh, we don't, obviously, if we're playing our initially preferred back four, or back five, obviously Scott Box is the oldest at, what, 26? Yeah and with no top flight experience between them uh, I think it was it was quite important to get someone who had played in the top flight for a few years in there That was my thought as well without really knowing how Lee Mayer would play or 
you know, how, how much he has played recently, and I don't think he had played a lot recently. All I was really going by was retweets by Thistle fans or Severn fans, and quite a few of them were kind of disappointed that he was going, and but I don't, you never know where that's just a bit of kindness, a bit of kind of, well, good luck, big man, you know, you've done well sort of thing. Um, yeah, we do need experience at the back, but I don't know. We've we'll, we'll yet to see. Has it helped? Since, since, <laughs> since then he's played two games, so, you know, it's early days yet. Yeah, we'll come on to those two games in a minute. But I find it quite, not fitting, but quite strange how uh, Lee Mayer, who was a long-serving St Mirren player, took the squad number of another long-serving St Mirren player, Hugh Murray. Yes. Oh, I didn't even realise that. Who, of course, who was greatly missed by St Mirren when he left. Yeah. Or uh-huh. by, the, by the fans. Uh-huh. And he subsequently signed for Dumbarton. So he is, he is with them, Barton then? Yeah, yeah. same for him. Yeah. And is he figuring with him? Is he playing? He's been playing most of the season, yeah. as far as I know. Should he still do a good first division job at yeah. a club like them, Barton? <laughs> and you can read into that whatever I mean. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> you want. Well, they are both. You know. they, they're doing alright. Barton are doing alright. I've, I've got quite a few Barton sport pals, so I've got a wee bit of a sort of spot that way, you know. I mean, Murray could come back to Holland in the playoffs if Dumbarton and get him, you know? It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. That's a storyline yet to be written. It's not probable, but it's a possibility. I, I don't know, how many penalties will he give us? How many times can he get sent off in two games? Once, because then you have your ban for second. That's true. I, hate, I don't know. I, I hate to put a pop up pin in that balloon. That sounds a bit like a challenge, though. <laughs> so, can they not get sent off and then appeal it so he can then play and then get sent off again? If we do play it against the Barton and Wales, can we play a home game at um, Capital? <laughs> Why? We've not won there in the last three. Every few money gets sent off there every time he plays. Well, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is true. That is mm-hmm. true, but then he wouldn't miss a game because it would be the last game of the season because the home leg second. Okay. Anyway, so we'll move on to Saturday. And we played Kilmarnock at did. home. Um, and we managed to somehow find another way to not win at home. Similar, similar way to other games in the sense that we lost a very late goal. But we lost that due to mistakes. Due to mistakes, due to bad choices, due to a couple of guys in each other's way. But then again, we're always talking about the mistakes, we're not talking about chances missed and the time, you know, the times that we should be... And I don't know we're three one up against Ross County, but do, do we need to be three goals ahead to sort of like maybe... We shouldn't be, go on to be one? three goals ahead no. at home. No, we shouldn't really, we shouldn't really. Or, or away for that matter. It's Balatoni and Muirhead going each other's way, sort of pulled out of it or whatever. And, but then you get the penalty... Gallagher saves it, Paul Gallagher saves it, and unfortunately we, we're sleeping at the, yeah, the rebound, really and then it goes, young guy, 17 year old guy scores. You know, his first, first start. His first start. And his first goal? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe second first goal. First goal, first goal. Uh-huh. Yeah, first goal. See, I'm, I'm coming back from games now with my son, who's 17, going, those guys are, oh, are younger than me and they're scoring against us. Those, you know, the United players who are yeah. having great games against us, you know. He's looking going, they're younger than me. You know, he's feeling old. Yeah. He's 17. That's, that's, what, that's what being a Jags fan does to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's assess the penalty, you know. Like, 
Balatoni and Rehag go for the same ball. Does Balatoni shout and that's why both of them leave it? I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't Is know. it that they just catch each other out the corner of their eyes and then both stop? It was kind of that. Did, I'm trying to remember, did you had come on in that game? Yeah. For Fraser? Came off the bench for Fraser, yeah, because Fraser right. uh, signaled to the bench uh-huh. that he was injured. Right, so he did. So he did. That's right. But yeah, it looks like Muirhead's going to easily get it. And then Maladoni just comes steaming in. And then neither of them get it. Uh-huh. And then I've seen people blaming, well, not blaming, suggesting that ATS should have been closer to Cross. No, no. ATS no. just come off the sideline, having been injured, having suffered it, so he's still. But he's it. also still not expecting Balotoni just to run uh, no, 15 I mean, yards it, up the park. It came over well to even make any sort of a challenge. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, the challenge. He gave away the penalty, yeah. He gave away the penalty, but he did well still over. Really, you know, and it was a penalty, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, has to be a second off as well because it's yeah. Well, people say last time it's clear goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, one on one with the keeper. Yeah, yeah. Though I, I do know a few Kelly fans who said, oh, she just left him. Willie Gross would have missed anyway. But you don't know, do you? You've got to make no, a challenge. No, you can't take that chance. You've got to make a challenge and hope you get a foot in before. And then hope that they save the penalty, which he then did. Uh-huh. And, then and was it Taylor and Balatoni that were? Yes. Following in. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I've only, I've only kind of, at the time it was a bit of a blur, but seen it on TV, I've only seen it once because I can't watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, their, their, their guide is just like following in straight away. And, um, the exuberance of youth. Yeah. And I don't know what Taylor was claiming. Was he claiming I think he was just claiming encroachment. Because yeah. he was kind of saying about the lives of the But. You don't get them. You, know? you don't no. get them. You don't get them. It's always, unless everyone's like 10 yards in the box, you're not going to get uh-huh. them getting close uh-huh. Unless a referee wants to be stickers or stuff like that, but um, as we've probably noticed this season, most Scottish referees are not stickers or anything, you know. Yeah. Just like take the shy for whatever you want, DK. Well, as long as it's uh-huh. sort of uh-huh. in the half, uh-huh. then that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apart from that DK that I've just decided to have to take again, just so the assessor can see. Uh-huh. So that's the bad, let's go into the good. First half, outstanding. I thought we were good, I thought we were good again. And oh, I mean, my goodness, three games against Kelly, two points, having dominated them three times. Not dominated them in the away game, but maybe in the second half, but dominated at home twice. And dominated for probably 45 minutes away. Two points. It's so disappointing. Everyone is so, so disappointed. So disappointed. <laughs> I'm sensing a bit of disappointment there, Alan. I am. I'm quite disappointed. Quite? No one was. Higginbotham finally scored from an overhead kick. He's been threatening yeah, to do all season. <laughs> well, I was pretty surprised, to be honest. <laughs> It just took a bounce in front of the keeper, didn't it? It just got. You no, know, it, it was the opposite. Shot. It was the opposite. Was it? But you see it again on TV. It looks like it should take a bounce, and uh-huh. Samson would save it. Uh-huh. But it hits the ground and then doesn't bounce and just trundles in underneath. Right, them. right. I see. Uh-huh. So it was the opposite of taking a bounce just in front of the keeper. It was a funny movement in front of the keeper. Uh-huh. It was totally spectacular. It was so early in the game as well, and, and then again. Those are chances after that. It's a final ball so many times. Higginbottom, I get, had a really good game, but 
he's coming inside beating guys and he's just thinking, right, just lay it back, it's got to be a layback and it overhits it, it'll bang it across the goal. One in the second half, when he would two, buy it sort of through to Kelly players. And he looks as though he could maybe just kind of curled it into the corner and he hit it for Lawless. Again, bang the two halves, you know, it's just those final balls and so many of those decisions that we just don't get right, you know. Well, that move was one of the highlights of the second half. That had 15 passes on it, that was, yeah. and it was just a case of this will keeping the ball and they were working triangles. No. Well. It's a bit similar to his chance uh, at uh, Rugby Park as well. Yeah. Which was a big, you know, a lot of, a lot of players in that move as well, you know. But we just, I don't know, just can't, we dominate games at times. Finish. Not like we dominated the same half, we started giving away possession yeah. a lot and really, you know, it all became a bit messy and panicky. But you would think that we could actually see that out when you get that far on. But similar to the Hibs game, you know, if we make it something, equaliser or whatever, you know, not over till it's over. Not, us, not for us this season anyway, you know. And it's at that point you start thinking that maybe this season maybe it's just not going to go for us. Maybe that's you can't blame what you can blame poor decisions in you know in the final third and you know you just have just being a bit cool once you get up there you know a bit more clinical but. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it's not happened in so many games. And there's so, there's so many games that it's a similar story, you know, the whole season's been like that. Can you say that the players just aren't at that level? Well, I don't know, because the build-up to this fight, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, and, and we do play some good football, and there's been games and the other team hasn't been all for quite a long time, yeah. and, and, like, you know, so it's... I don't know if it's good enough, the, the, the finishing's not good enough, the decision-making, I, I, I don't think we're that far away, but we are, because of where we are yeah. in the league, you know. So, it's very difficult to say. But you can't play luck. And you, yeah, the inexperience with some of them, and some of them, like Higginbottom, kind of overdoing it at times. He got, he got the overhead kick there, but how many times did he try scissor kicks and it's ended up 40 yards over the bar? But uh, Gary Fraser made up for that on Saturday by good one over the stand. By our new, uh, our new corner routine. Yes, I wish we did twice in a row, strangely. Yeah. It's like, oh, they'll never know we're going to do this. And they did it and it didn't quite work. And they did it again and it didn't quite work. You've got to change it though, haven't you? You've got to change yeah, it. You've got to kind of mix it up a bit. Right, is the space of the day. And I suppose if you take a team by surprise and you messed up the first corner, that way. Oh, they won't try that again. They won't try that again, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you listening, Inverness? <laughs> so, going into Sunday, I think the the mood around Thistle's supporters was quite despondent based on the way that we'd failed to win the, the game in the last minute closing. Yet naturally, people were on a bit of a downer. Well, I think that as well, but I, I, I don't know if I actually got around to tweet, but I was going to say. Can I just remind everyone that uh, we didn't lose that game yesterday? Because it did feel like it did take. And we still had Tuesday night to make up the four points that we, most people thought we would maybe get out of these two games, you know, which would have been a good return. 
I'll, I won't do any spoiler alerts, but yeah, moving on, you can keep it chronological. So, so uh, yeah, it was, of course it was. But, um, I think it was just more frustration and disappointment that it's, yet again, uh-huh. the same old story. Uh-huh. If we got a last minute equaliser and Kelly had scored first, you know what I mean? Yeah, they've been talking about it. And of course it's disappointing, you know. Of course it was. So, as we rolled into Monday, did either of you two get any work done after 10.53 in the morning? Well, strangely, I'd been working on Monday, and I... <laughs> not strangely, I don't work on Monday. Strangely, I was sitting at a computer at 10.53, and 47 seconds because I was sitting on the computer and I thought check the weather, check the emails, on Twitter and I just got this uh, from Listen Tweet, is that what the official yeah. Yeah. Songs? And it said 47 seconds, so we only get 47 seconds. Um, this will have signed Chris Erskine to the end of the season on loan. So I had my phone there as well, just moved over bits and pieces and immediately just went when he's back and sent it to quite a few contacts who would be interested in it and then and then phone was going Twitter was going nuts and everybody was going nuts and yeah we're all absolutely delighted I was absolutely delighted I thought it was a really great piece of business from the end of the season to have uh, Erskine back playing did you do any work? I mean I know it's arguable that you do work regardless but you know um yeah, no, I didn't find out until lunchtime, no, funnily enough, on the Sunday night, um, I think someone, I can't remember who it was, so apologies to whoever broke the exclusive on fellow Jacks fans, had posted it saying, heard we've signed Erskine, and obviously yeah. everyone's given it, I have way, I have way, I very good mate, blah blah blah, and then obviously, come lunchtime when I was first able to go on my phone and check things and find out that we had in fact signed Erskine, went on to Facebook and then everyone's given it, I alright, fair enough mate, well done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously, uh, glad that he's back uh, and hopefully he'll, he will be able to make that bit of difference in the final third that we've just been talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Obviously, he's not really had much of a chance yet at Dundee United due to being injured at the start, and then obviously the emergence of Gold and God knows who else at Dundee United now have, who's under 10s, yeah. probably playing in the first All team. All these fantastic young players who have been losing games for about the last six games. Well, know? yes. Uh, uh, I quite odd with Dundee United, they bring young guys in who play a few games, and suddenly they're worth 500,000. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, a vegan player like Vanagan and, and um, Yeah, no, yeah, 120,000. Ah, yeah, uh-huh. You know, it, you see more potential in them than they do. You know, you know what I mean? That's a side issue, really, but it's just one of these. I mean, that's, you know, the risk with young, like, so many young players in the team that, you know, even still applies to us, is that they are going to be inconsistent. They are, obviously, still learning. Uh-huh. Talking about inconsistency, the under 20s have just scored, so they're now trailing down United 2 1, Declan McBade. Well done. Well, how long do they go? Well, they scored three minutes in the second half, so. Comebacks on. Or don't call it a comeback. Depending on your point of view. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did notice one Dundee United fan 
um, tried to blame the failure of Dundee United to win their last seven games solely on Chris Erskine. That's because he's starting to play again. They didn't take him right from the start though, did they? No. You know, they didn't. He, was get, he was getting booed in his first couple of games or whatever, you know. Booed in his debut against... Um, On his debut? Uh, that's classy, isn't it? You know. Stay classy. Oh, I'm sure this little fans have probably done it in the past. Oh, God. I, I mean, I don't sit in Jack Osprey anymore because I just can't. But um, I think it's much more positive than Ross Stamps. Even though it's a rubbish view when we're shooting away from goal. Uh, away from that goal. But, um, oh my god, aye. Some, of the, some of the guys in Jackie Osmond are just so negative. And it was like, you know, it, what were your. I think you said last week he got 19 assists to 16 goals last season. Yeah. Something like that, right? It's about that. Halfway through games, it was still like, hey, you've done nothing else. Yeah. Look at that. What kind of touch is that? We know he's a big awkward guy. We know. I'll tell you what, though, his first touch has improved. You know what I mean? The ball just. Go away from him as much as it used to, and um, I'm, okay. I'm glad he's back. I'm so glad he's back. And it, it was a big lift on Monday. There was a lot of a lot of social media sort of yeah, gladness and. Well, know. it's really been the first time this season that that's happened, though, with the social media side of things. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that was part of the reason why everyone was like, kind of. Well, being slightly cynical, I would suggest that they're trying to entice a larger crowd out for Tuesday night, given what had gone before in regards to tickets and blah blah blah. Um, but that's me just being overly cynical, I think. So, so who, who had that um, idea that it was a PR thing? Oh, me. You did? Yes. All right. <laughs> just, just there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a lot of negativity on the previous game that um, the game was off. Yeah, and obviously coupled with the, as well, the frustration from Saturday, uh-huh. and then brilliant news on Monday, everyone feeding off it, getting, uh-huh. getting excited again, uh-huh. and then... And, and having a laugh, and there was lots of good stuff, yeah. there was lots of sort of, you know... And then we progress and had come out of the woodwork. Yeah, I find the old podium that's written about as well. <laughs> from, from September. Are you going to? Uh, Am I going to remember it? Say that we drank the gillies. <laughs> it was the rescue squiddy. He's not a diddy. He beat you easily and give you a diddy. It wasn't a classic, I was going to say it was really good. I think that's going to win like four in a year. There was several points about Chris Eskin and Monday, yeah. Should so maybe try and collate those and um, make it a bit. Yeah. Or, or a Jice Cast Poetry Special, perhaps. <laughs> well, if you've got any so. poems, then send them in. Yeah. It doesn't need to be on Chris Erskine, so it can be on the team in general. So do you address into Jagscast? You'd have a Chris Erskine. Jagscast at gmail.com. Right, okay. Sorry, we can't return any of your poems, but that's an old one. I I get it. Not that many people will get it. You do get it? Yes. Can't can't remember if I should know it. It happened on Blue Peter and the... I think Jeremy Beadle used to host for the videos. Oh, right, okay. Which I can't remember the name of. You've been framed, of course. Yeah. yeah. Alright, this is, as you know, from years and years ago, I was just thinking. But then again, I didn't realise that they did do that. 
So um, we moved into Tuesday and as this will so often do when there's a big rallying around the support and everyone going We played amazingly at 10 minutes. <laughs> we didn't. Spoiled a lot. No, it was very disappointing. Really poor. Really poor. The first, especially the first half hour. Uh-huh. Uh, is that the poorest performance in the rock? Well, it's hard to, I don't know. Yeah, when there's something to play for, yeah. I suppose so. And discounting, obviously, the Dumbarton last game of the season, Seagull game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we get, I mean, we, we get whacked by one at home to Motherwell, and we get whacked by Aberdeen at home. And but we didn't play as badly or without no, as much didn't. desire. We didn't. We didn't. The Motherwell game, I think, we actually played going forward quite well, but we made those of those mistakes like that. But this time it was so disjointed. Very but I don't. And easy in retrospect, but I don't think the lineup was right. No, the team was. Yeah, comedy to the Erskine by. I don't know, by. I think it's probably. Probably unfairly taken Lawless out of that lineup and had another defensive midfielder. Yeah. It would make sense. And it would have to be your head. But. We're really missing the proper midfielders like Bannigan for that game or Welsh or Osborne. Osborne, you know, I mean you think with those three unavailable to us, we were really essentially the first choice midfields. Yeah. We were really down to two young, two young guys, Craig and Fraser playing defensive midfields and um, it just wasn't happening. And I think Craig is good. And I think Fraser's good. Together, that's not a partnership, you know. No, not without any support, no. And they really didn't have a lot of support from the rest of the midfields uh, defensively. And even going forward, unless Erskine was in the middle and trying to make a bit of movement to be able to receive the ball and a couple of one twos and things like that and try and work it out wide. If Erskine was stuck out in the wing and you had Lawless in the middle, he doesn't offer that same movement. It was a strange formation, apart from just the, the team, it was a strange formation to start off with. Well, it's the formation, it's arguably the same formation we played most of the season, I would have said. Most of last season? This, this season, season, the 4 2 3 1. It just so happened that we had three wingers uh, instead of uh-huh. two wingers and a cent- another yeah, central uh-huh. attacking midfielder. Uh-huh. The Lawless can't do that job in the middle, can he? No, for me. Um, I mean, the one point, uh, just at the start of the second half, where we had the free kick on the halfway line, he tried to take it quickly, but there was yeah. a free water break because he was cooking, whoever it was. And then we tried to take it quickly again, which was horrendously stupid, in my opinion. And obviously it was brought back again. He's still standing there with his book out going, Uh what are you doing? Uh And then, when they do eventually take it, Cragen passes it to Fraser, who's standing beside him. And Balotoni's also three yards away. But then you have, on the right, uh, at that point it was Erskine, St. Johnson defender, Wallace, St. Johnson defender, Taylor, St. Johnson defender. Uh, and then Higginbotham on the left, and with another two St. Johnson different players sort of blocking off the passes anyway. And there was Gary Fraser had the ball for about five seconds, and there was nothing he could do with it. Uh-huh. There was just nothing happening in front of him, and the team was just far, far too unbalanced. Yeah. And we played too many aimless goals, just kind of forward thinking about. We've got, you know, well, we'll arguably, we'll we've got four attacking players uh-huh. on, they should be uh-huh. around there. 
Yeah. And asking Taylor to yeah. get balls in the air he's got no chance of getting, you know, just like you're a bad lumpy guy, let's just lump it up, you know. I mean surely that's not the game plan. That's you got you know, no you got to hold not. But um it just ends up happening that way, you know. But it was a lack of movement, a lack of I don't know, there's something missing, you know, in that performance. Was it one game too many for some players who have just have been playing football all season and just had no rests? Played all through the best of period and then have just had another whack of important games? Well yeah, we don't really had a rest, to be honest. I suppose we have. It's Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, maybe. I mean, cause I didn't have the same energy from Higginbotham, for instance. But then again, he was out in the left without having Taylor Sinclair. We had um, McMillan playing in the left, which just wasn't, wasn't working. It was just... You I, think he, I think he's still trying to find his position. Uh, McMillan? Yeah. yeah I he was all I, over the shot. I don't think he's a left back. I don't he's a right back. I'm not <laughs> sure what he is. You know? Uh, he, he just maybe he could have maybe played defensive midfield if we had another left back, you know, I don't know. But we totally missed somebody like Vanagan in the middle and totally missed Abby Taylor Sinclair who just put so much pressure on the, the right side of the other team by being so good on the left. And, and as we've talked about before, like maybe the final ball's not all that great and all that, but it's like how much how much time yeah, he enables others to have. Is he uh, putting pressure on the right-hand side of uh, the other team's defence and really occupying them, you know? And as we said, uh, it was um, later in the game, later in the game when, um, when Bob's, when Bob's yeah, yeah. came on, and I just thought, why is McMillan not making any moves here? Because yeah, Bob's just taking the guy on, and McMillan was standing five yards behind him, and he wasn't making any moves to go outside, just to even put a defender off or distract him or whatever. Not enough, just no movement from him. Of course, it's okay when he came on, but he was kind of on his own at the left again, sort of getting crosses in, and you know, I just think one or two in. But as soon as the Johnson doubled up on him, he couldn't do anything. And McMillan was still too close that he could pass it to him because he was too close. It was a reasonable effort to say after, it wasn't awful. You know, people were moaning and shouting because he kind of got the feeling that we weren't going to get one, but there were half chances, there were. And, and when Dooling came on, it was a bit sharper as well, you know. I mean, I, I think Lane Taylor looked knackered. We're talking about a game too far. I thought he looked knackered against Kamalik in the last half hour. Maybe Dooling should maybe come on then, you know. So, he might be not that fit this weekend. I don't know. It was a doubt before the game anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was a you know. You might find that... Um, we haven't moved on to next Saturday yet, but you might find that um, Julian and Erskine in from the start against the Burn, Marlon Taylor. Ah, the other time could replace one player with two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we get two goalies and two centre-backs? <laughs> There are too many centre-backs, no, no, no. even no centre-backs, they're the problem I see. Not Lee Mayer, Lee Mayer was solid. Yeah. Official man of the match. Had to give it to someone, but uh, no, Lee Mayer didn't do a lot wrong uh, on Tuesday night. I always don't like to announce a man in the match when you get beat, but it's just like, just like embarrassing. I can't remember who it was in the 5-1 uh, open beat against Motherwell, but you just like... No, nobody wants to go in like that award at the end of that game, do they? You know? Yeah. Probably a little So yeah, last night was a bit of a 
was a little disappointment, you know, because... It was a pancake. It was a... Pancake. Yes. Flat. Oh, I see. Got you. That is what you meant, yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I said it better than anyone before that. <laughs> I needed a cup of tea and some butter and jam to make it better. And Stevie May got his first goal against us. He did. And his reaction to the North End shows that they have been winding up. Well, of course, yeah. That's what you do. I suppose there's always wind up that game's chance and all that. You're just a. What is the chant again? Just a pure version of an a certain injury from uh-huh. lookalike. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. But surely Andy Carroll is <laughs> a pure version of Andy Carroll. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's not played much, is he? Well, he's been injured. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, you want, essentially when you sign that to you, you're hoping that you come into the front? Well, against your team, mm-hmm. I suppose. Apart from that one chance, he had nothing. He no, I know. Nothing. Only it was a pure goal. So wasn't it? The, the, the guy I forgot his name. Uh, Wellspin. Yeah, he just kind of walked through a bit, you know. Um, I was surprised actually at how well both of the Johnson wide players played. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think they'd only they only won one away before that. Is that right? Yeah, hearts away. Really? Yeah, I haven't scored an away goal since November the second. Well, to be fair, apart from the goal, they didn't really look like creating much else. No, but they worked hard and they, they yeah. posed it down all over the pitch. And, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, they didn't have that many other chances. Um, the poor Andy Carroll had a header in the second half, didn't they? Just just by the a bit of a free header, really, it was a good yeah. chance. But, yeah, his reaction would be scored. I mean, just, it's like a lot of people in the North going nuts, going, you know, should be, you know, winding us up or whatever. But, you know, you wind a guy up, scores a goal. Yeah, you got to he, take he it back. Sadly, he didn't make an obscene gesture or anything. He just, uh, he just celebrated the goal and showed, him, showed us that he scored it, you know. Which is fair enough, you know. Yeah. Absolutely fair enough. I think that's covered some of the games we need to sort of brush on. Um, I'm trying to think who else I uh, know. Uh, obviously, again, towards the end of the game when Doan came on, and I think the sort of front three partnership that was the central, middle, yeah, obviously the central is the middle, uh, the central three was then uh, Taylor, Doan, and Erskine in behind. Yeah. And I think even the top 10, 15 minutes they're on the park, they all seem to link up pretty well. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a great interplay there. And we just sort of now need to be able, if you know, we want to play with the, those front three again, uh, and then maybe sort of change the rest of the team to accommodate that as a sort of an actual focal point of the attack. So play Taylor and Dylan with Erskine behind. Yeah, and then you can still have your two set midfielders and then say maybe play Bannigan on the left uh, and Wallace or Higgy on the right uh, to offer you that a little bit more defensive solidity uh-huh. depending on what's happening. Yeah, that's kind of what they're saying, I think, a wee bit, but, like, but maybe I'm saying Taylor's a bit tired, but it might yeah. be fine for Saturday, but yeah, I thought the second half at that point was a really good interplay. They just got to be a bit close to each other, it's a wee bit sort of like, 
Yeah, it's a bit tight, yeah. No proper finish, no opening to finish at the end of it, you know, it's all... But there were half chances, I just... I wasn't disappointed in the way we played in the second half, really, after such a poor start, you know, a poor first half. I never really saw a score. I didn't, I just didn't think we were going to get a goal. Just didn't see it happen at all. You know. Yeah. So then we move on to Wednesday, the final day of our time travel in Bristol Week, with news that Martin O'Gregan was released today. It was indeed. I don't think it came as any great surprise, and it was just no. uh, just the way that the situation was with us chasing the league last year. Went in never really got a full crack of the No, he didn't really, he didn't really, because you couldn't bring him in at any point last last season yeah. because it was like Craig and Dylan were doing so well. Set, 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 set poor squad and you know almost yeah. a settled team. So yeah, but no, by all accounts, he seems to be doing pretty well in Sterling Albion. So Albion um, Rovers, whatever. I don't think he'll look at the lower leagues anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping another two years at least. Sorry? I'm hoping another well, two years yeah. at least, you know. Um, but also, I assume he will be signed by them. Uh-huh. Uh, and hopefully he'll be able to continue to enjoy himself and play well. I love this goal at Air United at Somerset. When, what, did that sort of make sure that we were staying up? Were we kind of struggling that season mathematically, or was it just a just like exuberant celebration? I can't really remember now. Did it not make us finish fourth, so we got into the next round of the cup? No, we didn't finish fourth. We were chasing it, and we finished sixth at the end because we had COVID. Oh, yeah. I can't remember why you were celebrating so much then. It was his first goal, it was his first goal, he really enjoyed it, but he jumped over into the, the crowd behind the goal at Somerset. And, uh, yeah. That is the same day that, uh, that bird, that bird um, pooped in my chips. Seagull, that is. I'm so glad you can't hide that there. You're supposed to be here. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're as bad as Mr. Means. <laughs> so, sit right in the way and start. Are you going? Uh, yes, I am. Have you bought your ticket already or are you paying at the gate? No, I've bought the ticket. A bunch of us got together and bought tickets so we could go quite near the back row because it was great fun the last time at the back row. And um, I don't think it'll be quite the crowd it was the last time. Um, which was great when we filled that stand. Probably my favourite game of the season, I think. The last game um, One of our four wins. It's not called Love Street, it's called Newsomer and Burn. Newsomer and Burn. That one that we totally dominated the first half, did really, really well, and you thought, oh no, because Stephen Thompson scored, what, quite nearly the start of the second half? Wasn't Stephen Thompson, it was... Uh, oh, it wasn't Stephen Thompson? No, it wasn't him that time. It was midfielder oh, in you're right. It wasn't him. That was after right. John Beard and Mr. One-on-one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right, uh-huh. it wasn't him. And you just thought, oh, this isn't going to happen. But it was probably, was it the last ten minutes before they got Yeah, when they took off Wallace and put Higginbottom on. I thought it was Ross Forbes that came on. I was Ross Forbes that came on as well. But Higginbottom was a substitute. I, I, on. I can't remember either. Anyway, yes. Higginbottom's goal was brilliant. Lovely wee move. Wee, wee cheeky big heel from uh, Craig Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, get, I got him on uh, 
Big on in the highlights. <laughs> that Talker AM stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah showboat, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, I'm Ross Forbes. I mean, King Ross scored one. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, that was great fun. Great day because. It was sunny. That was like the it's opposite. Nobody sunny on Saturday. That was like the opposite of the rest of the season as well, wasn't it? It was like, you know, played really well, went one down and then get the win. Whereas, you know, played really well, going one up and then not seeing out the win, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you going, Donald? Uh, no, unfortunately, I'll be in St Andrews this weekend. Who are they playing? Um, golf. I thought you were going talent scouting for the next St Andrews University player. Um, I don't think, I don't even know if they have a football team to be honest. Yeah, it's not something I've looked into. Find uh, out when you're up there. I know they have a medieval reenactment society. Is that why you're going? Uh, no, thankfully. Have you ever medieval reenacted? I have not. Have you ever medieval reenacted? <laughs> not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, Thistlestead? Uh, I don't know, mate, I'm not sure. I don't know if you have classes are being active. I was in primary seven at school and went to Scarborough and we went down to one of the biking centres uh-huh. and they made you dress up in stupid clothes. And well, that's essentially a medieval enactment, so. I suppose it is, I don't know if it's medieval. Biking, oh, well. Those times, I don't know, I'm, I'm not very good at uh, I'm not a history. Catch all term, yeah. I think. In that case, yes, I, I have dressed up as a Viking as well, probably at some point. At Halloween, maybe. I'm not sure. I was going to say, am I the only normal one here? But then, if you've both done it, <laughs> then that means I'm abnormal for not yeah. having done it. You can't be very normal if you don't dress up as something silly at Halloween. Yes, but not to go medieval reenact. <laughs> <laughs> so. You're not going, Donald, so you'll be following it through Twitter and Teletext, or probably ignoring it and uh, just looking well, for I certainly will be following it through Teletext. <laughs> <laughs> or C-Fax. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, unfortunately, that's now defunct. <laughs> what, 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 what was that thing? What was that thing? Can you text going to that sort of thing? Yes. Teletext, same thing. Um, how would you start? C-Fax was great, though, wasn't it? It was just like, you know, 10 minutes. Oh, it's a refresh. Yeah. You'd be 1-0 up, you're like, oh, come on, come on, come on. And then you're 5-1 down. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's... 7 o'clock in the evening, you're still pretty... You're still refreshing, yeah. You know the game's finished two and a half hours ago. You know the only game still going. <laughs> yeah, it still says L for latest. <laughs> so how would you line the team up? Would you keep the Mellon at left back? Or would you keep Gallagher in goal? <laughs> uh, I would probably stick with Gallagher in goal just now, because Fox is probably... I don't know what the extent of the injury was, but I think Gallagher's done really well. And the amount of shouting and organising and cajoling he does from the back that you don't hear from Scott Fox, you know. I mean, experienced goalkeeper, he hasn't done anything wrong, so I don't see why he would change it. You know, he hasn't done anything wrong the last two games, and Fox has a lot of, a lot of soft goals, softish goals in recently. Um, I take it Arm Taylor Sinclair is eligible? Yes. Well, no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. I take it Vanagan is back? Yes. No-brainer again. Um, for who? For, for... Probably Fraser. All of Kagan and Fraser from the last game because Kagan plays well with Vanagan. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. 
probably drop Lola. Don't mean drop, but you know what I mean. To accommodate Erskine, Lola's would have to come out. Or uh, Lola's would have to come out. And Erskine's been. Oh, sorry. Wait. Wait a minute. Erskine's already in. Aye. Or maybe Bannigan comes in a lot, and you keep Fraser and Craig in the midfield then. I should have thought about this before you asked me, should I? I'm going to give you a wee bit of thought. Um, Donald, come in and rescue Alan out of this. Yes, I certainly shall. That he's sinking. Um, I agree that Paul Gallagher has done nothing to deserve to be dropped. I would give him another game. Uh, ATS, or actually, even if ATS breaks his leg tomorrow, I would still play him ahead of McMillan. Um, I would also bring back Bannigan and I would drop Higginbotham uh, and then have Bannigan on the left. Uh, I would then also take out Lawless and bring in Dylan and have him play up front with Taylor and Erskine and Bannigan on, as the wide players. And then you still have... Uh, what did I do that? No, I did no, not do that. Sorry. Don't mean to bail you. Yeah, so, so, I've, I've so, too many players so, want so, to play in the so, so many players. <laughs> guys are going, Archie doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> you put yourself in that position, you don't know what you're doing yourself. You name about 13 and you go, well, no, 13 isn't it? I need a chalkboard. Right, I'd have Gallagher yeah. in goal. Yes. Uh, That's Donald, a good start. Yeah. Donald right back, APS left back. Correct. Mayor and Piccolo in centre defence. Interesting yes. bringing in Piccolo, but right. I think you could be right about that. I, I think Balaton has been not that great recently. You know, I think he's made quite a few errors. Both in the field will have Bannigan Fraser, because Bannigan works better when he knows Gav Fraser's there yeah. and that allows him to push on a bit if he wants okay. to. So I have Doolan on the right, Erskine in the middle, Higginbotham on the left, and Taylor up front. Okay, we'll just go with that, so I don't have to think about it again. On the bench. Yeah, but if I do it, that's kind of the team I want to play, but I don't want us to play in that shape. But I've not yet decided what shape I would want us to play. No, no, I don't. Behind it and sort of move it for a fourth. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think, as you said, the Joyce game, the second half, Taylor, Dylan, and Erskine. Yeah. That was good football, that was great, you know. Um, Higginbottom I'd be disappointed to miss out because he's so good in forwards but how many forward players can you get having a team you know and he could, well, he could be an impact tried player coming on right I mean I don't know what Archie sees in um, Christy Elliott he seems to see him as an impact player and he's not coming on in an impact player on any game at all I think he's got a guy like Higginbottom on the bench rather than you know and Lawless to come on perhaps you know but My I think, bench I think would be Fox, Lawless, Forbes, Muirhead, McMillan, Wilson, Beard. Beard, go back in as well. Doesn't seem to be figuring though, does he? No, but if you're playing the band, if you're going to start lining up with Dylan and Taylor, you need to have a striker oh, yeah, yeah, back up in case something happens. Because I do think Dylan should play, because he's, he's been our role scorer all season. As soon as T- Taylor came in, he was the guy to miss out. And that kind of makes sense because oh, well, yeah. he's, a, he's a big centre forward, but you've got to be able to accommodate your base players and guys that can score goals. I think you can play Taylor and uh, Dylan together with someone playing up front if the two of them swap. If Dylan's chasing down and uh-huh. Taylor tucks uh-huh. in and goes back. Taylor was coming back doing a lot of work the other night as well. Taylor made a tackle on his own penalty box. Uh-huh. When yeah. Steven yeah. Stephen McConnell did that, you get hounded. Uh-huh. That was in. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
second half wasn't it? He, he was getting really far back because he was getting really frustrated and angry mm-hmm. about the way the team were playing or uh, or whatever. Things. How it was going. Uh-huh. We need to abandon the long ball. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I know. We get suckered into that. I don't know why we do it. But as I said before, I don't, I don't think that's I don't think that's instructions. I think that's just players just players getting a wee bit panicky. I think. Balotelli's been very guilty of that. Very sort of lazy passes forward that are just like, it's like, come on, you know, come on, think about it a bit more, you know. Yeah, you noticed uh, on Tuesday night the contrast between uh, Conrad's passing and Lee Mayer's passing. Yes. Where Lee Mayer managed to pass it 40 yards up the middle of the park on the ground and still found the drag square. Uh-huh. Whereas Conrad punts it 40 yards forward to the Johnson centre back. Yeah. Because Lee, uh, Lee Taylor, Lyle Taylor's. Run made his run to the, past the other centre back, and Conrad's played it to where he was before he started his run. Yeah. Yeah. You see him seeing it, you know. Yeah. You know, from behind, from watching, you know. So, are we running in Saturday? Well, do you know what? See, if we don't, we're in big, big trouble. If we don't, I mean, as disappointed as I've been in the last three games, three home games, good chance to get some points on board. You know, notwithstanding how I've actually been, you know, not getting points at home, that really wants to be winnable games, most County at home, Kelly at home, St. Johnson at home, and we've got two points. I mean, you can't say every week we need to win this one, but Let's we're not we're not detached. But if we lose on Saturday, we, we can start getting detached, you know. So it's very important. Um, yeah, we're gonna win. Um, it would be typical this uh-huh. uh, St. Marion just sort of starting to turn the corner a wee bit in terms of their own form. Uh, played well against Hibs at the weekend. Um, they're starting to get a few players back from injury, like uh, Kenny McLean and uh, the guy who was up in court, whose name I can't remember. McGowan. McGowan's not been in just for two months. Well, yeah, but he was doing other silly things that he perhaps should not have been doing. Um, by now I think they're starting to come onto a wee bit of form. And given the disappointment of both of our last two games, arguably the three last games, People probably aren't expecting that much, but again, it would just be typical this And plus, Danny Lennon will probably make some play badly for us anyway, so it'll be fine. What do you think? I think we'll draw. Such a bad run, but it's... I want to see a win, but I don't uh, think we'll draw. I mean, I did say yes, we will win, but I said it in sort of tone of voice. I'm st- be light, but I, really think. I want to clarify, I don't think we'll win. It's just you asked me if we would, I said it would be typical thistle. Yeah. So that brings another joust guest in it, a sobering end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get drunk. Other ways of enjoying yourself are available. No way following thistle. Thank you very much for your time, Alan Pluza 7. Thank you. Sounds like a sort of jazz fan, doesn't it? Yeah, 7 Alan. Can we all get Alan Fraser masks for the next Jazz cast then? Uh, you, will you be on the next Jazz cast? What's up? Will you be on the next Jazz cast? Oh, yeah, I'm enjoying this. This is good fun. <laughs>
I don't know if you've seen, but there's a, a Swansea podcast that's about to start next week called the Jacks Cast. I noticed that today. Oh, really? Yes. I think, was it Davey Baines was having a conversation with yes. the guy? Uh-huh. Um, are Swansea called the Jacks? Yes. Yeah, right. I, I wasn't aware of that at all. It's Jacks. new with the birds and uh, the badge. Right, okay. There's a few Thistle fans that are Jacks and Jacks fans. Yes, so indeed. What is the bird on? I don't know, is that's why swan? I said it's to do with the bird. It's not a swan, is it? No, because obviously yeah. they're from Swansea, but I don't think it has to do with uh-huh. swans. Yeah, so that's confusing. Swansea and then... So you should write them and tell them. A Jack But, but hopefully, a hopefully some people miss and say I've Jack's cast or Jack's cast and listen to us as well. Uh-huh. It's an easy well, mistake to make. <laughs> and I'm sure they definitely would notice after listening to uh-huh. it for two minutes. Uh-huh. Being, Hold on. This isn't about Michael Lydrup. Uh-huh. And, and also, I won't attempt a uh, Welsh accent because. Don't be racist. Yeah. I'm not very good at it, I'll just put it that way. Will you be on the next Jags cast? Uh, yes. Yeah. Barry still won't be back next week, he's going to Stoke. I think he's doing us three. Yeah. We need to get some guest stars in. Yeah, if you're interested in coming along to Jags cast, get in touch. Or a Harashian as well. Which is the favorite. same as getting in touch. <laughs> anyway, uh, Donald can conclude his words again because his words last week were fantastic. Uh, they clearly inspired us to greatness. Um, uh, I will end the show this evening by saying that Andy Young, if Man You Lose, you have to promise to come on to the next Jagscast. So when Man You Lose, I expect to see you on the next Jagscast. Excellently done. Three points for Saturday. One and a half. Total average. (laughs) Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye.